either redo episode 9 or episode 10. We'll figure it out later. It's one of those. It is an episode. It is an episode. Uh, <laughs> let's kick it off right, since we don't know if episode 9 got recorded or not due to some technical difficulties. How are your goals going? What were they and how, what's your progress? So my goals have shifted around a lot, but uh, they kind of finally settled down on the idea of trying to do my, my book in parts. Um, part one was four chapters, each about roughly six, six to 7,000 words. And uh, I actually met that goal. Took me longer than I set the goal for, but the point is I accomplished it uh, in two months rather than one, but it's done. I recorded it uh, in audiobook format so that Ethan could listen to it and uh, and um, sent the word format to Vicey. And it's been, I'm very proud of it. I'm very, very proud and very happy that that goal was met. Um, so I think it's going very well. And um, You should be proud of it. It was extremely good. You did a very good job. Thank you so much. That that's just, it just means a lot. I, it finally feels like it's, it, I always felt like it was good before, but it never, I always felt like it needed to be improved. It was always missing something, but I think I'm finally there to where the point, I'm at the point where I feel like I can actually call it done and be satisfied with it. Hell with, yes. With not, yeah. I think so. Like everything about it screamed, this is like a finished novel, you know, none of it was, none of it felt like it really needed a ton more developed. No, you know, things, everything could be tweaked a little bit, but nothing Nothing groundbreaking, you know. Yeah, the cadence was good. the The way the book was set up was good. Yeah. See, see, that's what I'm proud of now is that, like, yes, there's some things that can be tweaked. Still, it's not like perfect or whatever. But like the 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 structure of it, the overall plot, the main ideas, all those I think can now finally be considered done. Oh yeah. Um, the big picture stuff might be a few minor minor things like that um the black blood thing uh i i kind of so i'm i'm working so that's that's my my next goal my next goal is to do the second part another four to five jap how many actually how many did i set the second part up for uh oh okay the second part is going to be uh six chapters actually it's a little bit bigger oh nice needs to be though i think but uh i i got that all plotted out um i'm kind of skipping ahead but this is my goal for next for for i don't know how long should it should this take me um four chapters took me two months but that would just that would be you know other circumstances i was extremely busy i had a deadline at work i had to meet so i didn't have much time or energy for this so i'm i don't think that it's going to that I'm going to go at that slow pace for this time so I'm going to be hopeful and say possibly by the end of this month to end of next month I should have the second part done and oh, yeah. recorded and ready yeah fuck yeah I've man. been working on it and uh, it shows again for very sure. very happy with it did you send it to Joe I did I so where we left off was me explaining my my uh, goals, how I met my last set of goals, and my new set of goals is to finish part two of my book, which I hope to f complete 
I'm going to be ambitious. I'm going to try to get at least half of it done by the end of this month. Hell yeah. Uh, and then maybe the other half by next month. If, if I make more, then that's better. If I'm slower, that's okay too. But anyway, so that's where I'm at with my goals. And those are really my only goals right now. Um, just trying to get something tangible that I can work with to start on other goals, such as getting it published, like finding an agent and all the other small little goals to go with that bigger goal. So that's me. That's where I left off. And let's talk about your goals. So my goals were pretty simple this month. I wanted to have 10 one-on-one meetings with people from the networking groups, and I wanted to put at least $1,000 up in my mini-store. I just left everything kind of blank and open like that, which is a good thing I did because I got sick over the weekend. And, I mean, luckily I was feeling pretty good by Monday, but I wasn't really doing shit over this weekend other than just sitting trying to breathe through my mouth because my nose was just completely stuffed up. So I'm still feeling... A little sluggish from that, which kind of sucks, but I'm doing good. I went to uh, a jiu-jitsu class, and I did pretty good there. I went to a boxing class because one of the guys from the networking group does boxing. He wasn't there, but it was a good time. It was a shitload of cardio. Those guys are crazy. You wonder why they don't get tired after 10 rounds of punching each other. It's because of those classes. (laughs) It was an hour solid of nonstop moving and jumping around and just going intense. It was it was cool, and uh, I guarantee if you did that a couple days a week or took a couple classes on the same day, like you'd be a monster. Yeah, we we did that in my old where I was before, and I actually really miss that. Like every Monday, we did an hour of you know high intensity stuff, and I really miss that, man. It was it was amazing. It really kept you in shape. Oh yeah. It was it was good. I wouldn't mind doing it again if I cared about. If I had more time, I'd love to do that kind of stuff. Like go to boxing classes and do all sorts of other stuff. But I'm just, I'm always doing stuff. And when I'm not doing stuff, I just want to relax and just sit down and play a video game. I know. It's, it's so hard to break out of that relaxed mindset. You're just like, oh, I, I, I just need to do nothing. I just need to <laughs> shut off. <laughs> I found that if I ever actually sit down and start playing, I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to want to stop. And I just try to get everything I could possibly get done before that, done. And then I allow myself the ability to just sit down and play a game and do something that's just... What's the word I'm looking for? It's just completely unproductive. I've been really being lazy on the painting. I think so far I've finished a do back. That's pretty much it. But I've had a good amount of sales, which is pretty cool. Like, mini sales, which is nice. <clears throat> i got to repaint them all now, which kind of sucks, but it's cool. I upped, <laughs> my price, I upped my prices and sold a few things. Because I realized after I sold one for, like, 50 bucks and ended up with, like, 30 bucks, I'm like, this is not worth my time to paint it at this price. So even if it stays on the shelf, I'd rather have it at a higher price because at least then I can use a painted mini when I go to play. And then I sold, like, three things after I raised my prices by, like, 20 bucks a mini. I'm like, all right, cool. So... But I found out if I sell them for around yeah. 80 bucks, I make about 50 bucks, and I think that's worth if my time sells, to paint them. Sells. You know? I sold uh, Amadala, Anakin, 
Operative Luke. I sold Cassian and his robot. And I think that's it. Oh, I sold a War Machine dude that I didn't paint. But somebody else painted a long time ago and I just had sold him. Didn't make much off him, but I didn't paint him, so it took me no effort. I guess people still do play War Machine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen anyone playing it. I've seen a lot of people playing 40k still. And obviously I've seen a lot of Legion, because that's what I'm looking for. But that's about it. Yeah, I'm sure some people play War Machine. I just never see them there. Hmm. Dude, they're coming out with a fucking mercenary faction for Legion. I know. I got so excited when I saw that. And I got excited for the wrong reasons. Because, so, when I first saw it, I was going nuts because I thought it was a Shadows of the Empire expansion. And do you remember what Shadows of the Empire was? Um, no. Is it the Darth Revan stuff? It is. So it's, it's, a, it's an in-between story. Uh, so after the Empire Strikes Back, but before Return of the Jedi, with Luke, um, Han, uh, Leia, you know, the original trilogy cast doing there it's a it's a fantastic story that takes place between those two movies i fucking love it and there's this guy named prince zizor and it introduces a third party the mer- the mercenary people uh called the black sun i'm i'm sure you remember them from when we oh, played yeah. star wars galaxies yeah they're like the criminal you know kind of a mafia type uh thing and they and, and it was a third party so you got a three-way war going and it was fucking awesome. It was it was some it was refreshing to see something a little bit more complex than Rebels versus Imperials because there's this third element in there that was really cool. And so I thought the expansion was that, and it it, it kind of is, but it's it's not Shadows of the Empire style because since that book and video game and all the stuff related to Shadows of the Empire came out, they twisted it and changed it so. I'm going on a weird nerd rant here. This probably doesn't matter to anybody but me. But that's what this, that's what this is about. Only important to me. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, 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 it's not Prince Caesar. It's not the version of the Shadow. Uh, I think they call it the Shadow Collective now. It's not the. It's not the called Black Sun anymore. I think I don't know. But I I still think I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna say like, you know what? Fuck it. In my head, it's it's these guys, <laughs> dude. I think I'm gonna have to check to see if it's an Audible. But if Shadows of the Empire is on there, I highly recommend it. I'm looking forward to that. I, I want a full army of those guys because Prince Zizor and all his shit was really fucking cool. I mean, that is definitely going to be a faction that I own everybody in. I was <gasps> Shadows of the Empire. Dude, Shadows of the Empire is on Audible. Nice. He is Zizor, under, underlord of a galaxy-wide criminal organization and he seeks to displace Darth Vader as the Emperor's right hand. To do so, he will hatch a brilliantly evil plan to discredit Vader in the Emperor's eyes. In the meantime, he will join the Dark Lord in an unholy alliance whose common target is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit darker than the movies. I won't spoil it, but it's it's a little bit more gritty. Nice. I imagine some of the expanded universe stuff is pretty legit. Yeah. I uh, I also I, I didn't read the books, but there's somebody who made uh, of their own CGI version of the books, and it's on YouTube. So before the Force Awakens and all the bullshit 
garbage that came out of that happened with the Disney stuff, the the expanded universe uh, sequel trilogy was called. Uh, I can't remember what the trilogy itself was called, but it was, oh, the Th- the Thrawn trilogy. But um, I I I I watched the CGI video that somebody made of that, and my God, it is so much better than the garbage we got. Uh, it was so refreshing to see the expanded universe version of Luke Skywalker. Uh, not him being some hermit hiding away and becoming a bitch. <laughs> He's like still a Jedi and still doing good things. and uh, Still being Luke Skywalker. It felt... It felt like watching Luke Skywalker doing Luke Skywalker things. That's all I wanted. Is that too much to ask? Just for him to be his character? Yes. <laughs> there's this there's this common theme. I'm ranting again. I'm just going nuts. I'm sorry to talk over you and do all this shit. But like there's just this common theme of subverting expectations. That's what they call it. Subvert expectations. And it pisses me off. It's intentionally doing what the audience won't expect. Even if it is stupid. And they know it's stupid. An example of that is in Game of Thrones when they have Arya come out of nowhere, flying and screaming to stab the Night King in the back. Who would have, who would have fucking expected that and who wanted that? We wanted it to be Jon Snow. But they're very proud of doing that because it subverted our expectations. Yeah. Pisses me off. They're idea bitches. So, so there's a difference between doing something surprising and subverting expectations. If you have a twist or a surprise or whatever, fine. But it's it's glaringly obvious when you're doing it to be annoying. Like, you're just pissing me off at that point because you think it's funny. Like <laughs> having Luke throw the lightsaber over his shoulder and go fucking milk a alien and drink its milk and be a bitch for the entire fucking movie I finally had to watch those movies Joe made me and, and you love torture I, I I know what it feels like to be tortured now that's how I feel like when I watch the prequels I know oh did you ever see uh, Backstroke of the West no I don't know if I mentioned that to you before oh my god it doesn't sound familiar <laughs> Good. So the best thing to come out of the prequels was Backstroke of the West. So here's what happened. I I thought I told you about this, but maybe I didn't. So what happened was before the last prequel movie came out, Revenge of the Sith, uh, China got a hold of it and they bootlegged it and they were trying to bootleg it back to the Americans. But they didn't know how to properly translate it. Like so, the sub so they put English subtitles on it, but the English subtitles on the bootlegged version are fucking hilarious. It's just total fucking nonsense. And I and may have actually got, seen this. I oh think my Cody god! Made me watch it. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, I hated it's it fu- less than the prequels, but not by much. Because <laughs> it was still oh, yeah, the prequels. It, it, it is. It is still the pre- and it is. It is something to hate, but it is hilarious. Just, I love, because somebody dubbed it. Like, the dubs, they, 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 the, the people, the, the voice actors put the same passion into the dubs that the real actors do, and it's fucking great. I love it. 
Isn't that the one where Anakin is like Ala Gold? Yeah, Ala Gold. Yes, his name is Ala Gold. <laughs> the hopeless situation warriors. Yes, yes, hopeless situation warriors. I love Backstroke of the West. I didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> it's it's funny though because it with. So there's there's other reasons why it's funny outside of you know the thing itself it's like a meta kind of funny because it came from china and to them the west is evil so the sith are the evil villains in the show so the sith are the west so backstroke translates into revenge of the west the sith <laughs> it's just like wow i love it nice but yeah but yes, the, the prequels are garbage. I don't know what the fuck he was smoking. Not even just... I mean, for so many reasons. Like, if it had one thing or the other, it might be watchable. Like, if it had good graphics, but a bad story, at least you could enjoy that. If it had a bad story, if it had a good story, but bad... You know, if it had one of those elements, at least you could kind of, like, give some parts of it credit. But it had bad everything. There was not one good part of any of the prequels. The acting was horrible. The visuals were fucking horrible. The story was fucking horrible. Everything about it was fucking horrible. The only the only thing about it that was that was good was the music. That's the only thing you can give credit to is the composer. I mean, you can't really fuck that up very easily. You just make a good song. But other than that, from <laughs> sandbox, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Choose any direction, try to try to figure it out any way you fucking can, and you might be onto something because there's multiple different threads you can follow. It's like do you try to repair the radio to send out a signal to hope for a rescue ship, or do you try to repair this ship to try to get off the planet yourself, or like what do you do? Or do you just like survive? Do you just like let, just stay there and just try to hold off for as long as you can until you die of old age? I don't know if you want to try that, go. but like that's my idea for like a survival game and like basically pitch black with that goal i think it sounds <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> that'd be legit survival games are definitely my favorite ones to play and i would i would also i've i also have this idea for enemies that are not hostile and i know that sounds like a weird concept but like i don't think games do this enough where there are uh pe there there are things or people or whatever that don't try to kill you but they still fuck you up. Like, for example, like in this pitch black game idea I'm having is like, there's this, there's this like creature that is like a, I don't know, like a monkey or whatever. And they just cause mischief. Like they just get into your shit. They steal your food. They bust your technology. They bend your antenna or whatever. They just fuck your shit up. And they don't, they just, cause they're, they're fucking animals. That's just what they do. They, you know? And so like, they're just like a pest you need to try to control, but like, they're not like going to try to charge at you to kill you. I think, I think enemies like that are kind of interesting too. <laughs> Ark did, uh, I don't want to say a super good job of doing that, but they did do that. They have animals in there that don't attack you, but they have like a seagull that'll swoop down and steal berries and shit out of your bag. That's on your back. Yeah. See, shit that's like that's just kind of super fun. irritating. <laughs> And there's also a, a monkey will do the same thing. And what's cool is you can actually and, like and capture those things and train them, and then they'll like, you can send the bird out to swoop into the water and grab you fish. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, like that's just, and, and that idea came to me, and I, I really like it for another reason because, um, like, in in that kind of scenario, I want you to also have to deal with other people and have to like. There's like this whole social element to it. Just like, can you trust the people you're trying to survive with? You know, like, uh, and things like that. But like, so you you would have doubts like if people are telling the, tr the truth like somebody could say like oh it was one of the creatures that fucked it up and you don't know like was it the creatures or was it this guy stealing your shit you don't know <laughs> that'd be interesting that's something that they don't really put into survival games very often is NPC people yeah like but that that is a huge part of survival honestly like is like are you going to be the type of person who will only look out for themselves or will you see the advantage of strength in numbers? With, of course, the the you know the the downsides, of course, having two or more mouths to feed, more risk of not knowing what they're going to do, or can you trust them? Like, there's so much more to survival than just yourself. Like, it mean to me, it means more than just like, oh, do you have enough food or water? There's so much more to it. So many more choices. I'd and really I would like to see that was, in the game. I know, right? Dude, I, I, I never really got a chance to talk about it. I, I, I think I talked about it with other people a long time ago, back when I wanted to do this for my main career. I was trying my damnedest to get into a game job. but And I thought about this stuff a lot, talked about it a lot. But I, have, I had to shut that side of my brain off for now until I... But who knows? Once once I get to retire, if I just get my retirement check coming in, I can have time for this shit. I can, And it can just be like an indie game. I'll just do it on my own free time because i'll have free time then but. hell yeah <laughs> but for now it's just a back burner idea but i it's just one of those things that's in the back of my mind i'm like damn that would be fun oh i'm anxiously waiting to where i don't have to worry about money anymore I'm trying my damnedest i know right <clears throat> that's the end goal and that's the ultimate goal of all of this is just like how can we get to that point yep i feel like investing is the way to do it I mean, getting regular monthly checks from the investments is just, it's nice, it's easy, it's the way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I just wish I was better at it, had more, because you got to have money to invest money. And I worked on that. I, but How's man, Tesla I, been doing since all this gas stuff? I assume they were doing good. Yes and no. Uh, so when the war first started, it plummeted and it freaked me out like it plummeted like something 15 percent in a day and i'm like well shit i obviously can't sell now um this is fucking hor and i got and it, it went down it was in the red for many many days and i'm like gritting my teeth i'm like well the war is gonna end eventually yeah. and i was thinking the same thing too i'm just like well with all these high gas prices isn't that only gonna encourage people more more to get get electronic vehicles like it, it, it just made sense to me but the, the stock market often does not make sense like for example when tesla or another company gets good news it can still go red and you're like what the fuck and then when it gets bad news it can still be green and you're just like why like it doesn't make any fucking sense sometimes but um the good news now is that it's starting to recover it it went down a lot but now it's going back the past two days it's gone up about three to four percent a day, um, so it's a back. It's about where it was at the time the war started. Uh, it's very close to where it began at that milestone. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I hope it keeps going back up, but right now it's kind of scary. <laughs> I think it'll 
be good. I think it'll keep going. I think. I think long. War stuff yeah. scares everybody, I, I, and people sell a lot, and they end up going towards bonds and stuff. But I think it'll yeah. be good. I think long term it's going to be okay because, like, yeah, I think that there's going to be a strong incentive now, especially to convert to electronic. Gas prices are nuts. Yeah. I think it's only going to go up. People suck. Flat out, straight up. They really they just suck. They really do. I just want to get enough money to where I don't have to deal with them. That's my life goal. Yeah. That's why I'm throwing every penny I have into getting somewhere between like five, six hundred bucks a month from them currently. So if I can get that up to like two, three thousand a month, then I don't have to deal with people ever again. Not dealing with people was the primary motivation. So more than anything else, I just didn't want to ever have a job where I dealt with people. And now, every job you're going to have to deal with a boss and other coworkers. But like, if you can eliminate the public, yes. the customers from your from your life, you've cut out half of your problems. Hundred percent. I will never deal with customers. Well, I guess I kind of am, but never mind. I don't. In a retail yeah. setting, I guess. They're in more, a small scale, like somebody clients. walks in. Like, exactly. Clients and customers, I do feel, are different. Yeah, there, there's, some people might see the difference. It might be seem kind of subtle, but I think that there is a clear difference there where, you know, customers could be random fucking whatevers, but, like, at least clients, they, they're just different. It's hard to explain, but, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> you can fire a client. If someone's being an asshole, you just be like, you know what, I'm not, wor I'm not working with you anymore. Go away. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be told by your boss, the customer's always right, you know, because yeah. they're not always right. Exactly. Like, look, you're an asshole. I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Go find someone else. Yeah, exactly. I never had to do that. I don't anticipate having to do that because it's kind of an involved process to to get to me, but, you know, maybe. Yeah, I've had people so that I've still... just put on the back burner until they went away. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still a job where you got to deal with people, but it's to a much more reasonable extent. You're not going to have those random fucking Joes that threaten to murder you because you didn't put, put enough sauce on their sandwich. Yeah. And There's that's a not a great that's not just like a I random saw. thing. Oh, it made me so happy. This lady, <laughs> this Karen, was behind the counter screaming at this lady. It looked like a Starbucks or a sandwich shop or something like that. And... Uh, she slapped this young girl and the girl just started swinging <laughs> pushed this lady up against the wall just beat the shit out of her it was great yeah and his, it's, it's one of those it sounds like one of those like sweet justice videos you know just like they got what they deserved oh god yeah fuck, the, fuck those people everybody on the record. Happy. fuck them fuck them Fuck you, Karen. Yeah, like, I think some people just have it in their head that they, you know, it's it's, it's the whole reason, like, why this is kind of going back, but, like, um, existed in human society and why it still does in a lot of places. But, like, people want to control other people because they get some kind of satisfaction out of it. They yeah. like to abuse people. Like, it's just... It's a sad fact, but it's true that that's why we have murderers and people who abduct and torture and do all those terrible things to people because some people just enjoy it and it's they're fucked up in the head. And 
they, you know, and, and little, little things just like, you know, abusing some employee at a sandwich shop by slapping them just because you feel like you're superior and you just have this, ah, man, I don't know what it is, but like, there's just some people that think that that's just the way the world should be. Just like might makes right. I can, you know, you're my servant, so I get to slap you because ha ha, I, I want to feel strong and yeah, and it's always Man. just the piece of shit people. It's not like you never see anyone who's like who's got their life together doing that. They just they suck. Everything about them sucks, and they're taking it out on the world. Yeah, I think it'd be very very rare to see somebody snap like that. Yeah, like they they they're kind of like messed up in every aspect of their life. I would think. I feel like yeah. that's a key cornerstone to people who are worth a shit and people who aren't is taking responsibility for your own actions like you're fat okay yes do you work out no okay well is it mcdonald's's fault that you're fat <laughs> no it's not it's your fault you don't work out you decided not to work out that's on you that's okay if you if that's a lifestyle you like but don't blame other people yeah because you know society would have us believe and everybody deserves things you know and everybody can be saved and all this stuff but like the truth is not everybody can be saved and not everybody wants to be saved some people just want to be pieces of shit and always will be pieces of shit and there is absolutely nothing in the world that can save them Cody's girlfriend <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ I wasn't even thinking about her but now that you pointed out I mean the yes, picture perfect she... living breathing example god damn it and everything they, is everybody else's fault. Why, why aren't I just, you know, a perfect ten with a million dollars and a six pack? It must be everyone else's still, fault. It still bothers me. Like I still think about that. Like, you know, he's my brother, so I still think about him sometimes. And I, the last thing I heard him say to me was that his girlfriend thinks I'm a bad influence on him, and that stuck with me. It's like, you know, like it's gonna ring in my head forever now i'm just like i can't fucking believe that that's the brainwashing bullshit that she's she's telling him yep. and he believes it like he has to believe that because he hasn't contacted me since like it the propaganda the lies the fucking manipulation i guarantee he doesn't believe it i love cody to death but he's kind of a bitch when it comes to women not even kind of maybe, a bitch. Maybe. He's 100% a bitch when it comes to women. Anything she says or does, he's going to do anything he can to appease her, even if he knows it's wrong. It's not that he believes that you're a bad influence. It's that he doesn't want her to get mad at him if he contacts you. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't know. I, I hope you're... There's not yeah, a single bone in his right. body that thinks that you're a bad influence on him. But every bone in his body doesn't want her to be mad at him. Yeah. She's just cruel, just pure evil, man. Like manipulating somebody like that, like she, like I'm. She's a, he's a slave, and I'm so against slavery. I think it's so. He's more like an indentured servant because he decides to be there. Yeah, he's a voluntary indentured I mean, servant. I honestly think drugs are involved. Like we, I know that he is on drugs at least. He's on marijuana, for one. What? Um, Cody started smoking weed? You didn't know? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't tell you? No. Shit. Um, Cody's a pothead now. For some reason, I... Well then, uh, that I found that out like a while ago when, I, when he first started talking to me again. 
I thought I told you to, but yeah. Anyway, so that, so that is something that is that is obviously going to impair his judgment. But I mean, like it's the, it's the real shit that like you just kind of have to talk about sometimes because you just, you know, you got to. Who else are you? you sometimes you got to, you know. Yeah, it's just like. It's nice to be around somebody better. you trust enough to vent to. Exactly. Yeah, and I've never we. You know, we could always do this, but we never made it a thing. We never set a time and place and all this stuff. Like, making it a thing now has allowed us to do this more frequently, and we've become more, more comfortable with it, I guess. So that I think that's all, you know, a net gain. It's all for the best, I think, that we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, we need to we need to vent, and this is our, our way of doing that, I guess, now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting that you have to do something like this to... I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but I had a conversation with one of my exes when I was like, oh, that's a good excuse to call Joe and talk to him about this thing. And he's like, she said, like, why do you need an excuse to call your friend? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess I don't. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. You kind of don't, but you kind of do. Like, this gave us a reason. We could have been doing this, but we I, weren't. Yeah. And I think it's because we naturally want to have some kind of purpose to everything like uh it's it's nice to have things random and free-flowing and all that good stuff but like if there's structure to it you just you just kind of want that you want you want to plan things <laughs> yeah it's natural i think i think it's easier to work within a structured environment somehow like it has to have just the right amount of structure it can't be That's... too constraining but functioning within there gives you parameters to work with you know? yeah and I'm I kind of maybe have this to a fault, but I am kind I'm kind of dependent on a structured environment. Like if I am if I'm just supposed to do things on my own, I kind of struggle with it. Like my book is a prime example. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's just like I have all the time in the world, but I can't force myself to do it. But if I check in with you to give you status updates and just you know, sometimes it's the little things, just like, you know, saying that you're excited to read it. Like, it really motivates you and drives you to accomplish things. Hell yeah. It, whole it makes the whole thing, thing seem been, bigger and more yeah. important, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it, sometimes it's the littlest things that shouldn't have an impact that do actually have a significant impact. You're just like, well, My nose the good is news running. is... I. I can bend my finger about 75% of what it used to be able to do now. Fuck yeah. It's still not 100%, but it's pretty close now. So, Dude, you know what good. I just thought about? That I don't know if What's it's that? something you'd be interested in or not, but I'm pretty sure Project Zomboid has a two-player mode. It is hard uh. as fuck. It has a very steep learning curve, and it does not tell you much, but there's just a lot there. You know, yeah, we might need to set aside some time for that because I I, I enjoy co-op. I I enjoy just kind of like turning my brain off and just replacing all my thoughts with video game thoughts. That sometimes sometimes I need that. <laughs> I need, I need to cut back on it. Uh, I do I do need to be more productive, but I still need that time. As a, and and I only really like to play video games with friends anyway. So like, well, yeah, let's let's plan on that sometime. Okay. Have you uh, looked? At since I've been mentioning it, have you that? Googled any pictures or anything of Project Zomboid? 
No, I have not. I have not. I have not looked into it. I would just take a quick peek at the graphics and just tell me if it's something you would be interested in because it's one of those that. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you see the graphics, you know what I'm talking about. It saves memory and space on the graphics and replaces it. Oh, with, I see. Yeah. With intense, very intricate gameplay. <clears throat> yeah, I see. It's like an isometric uh, third-person view. Yeah. You can't rotate the camera at all. It's just you walking around. If you get near a wall, it becomes see-through, so you can maneuver. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's an old-school-looking game, but, like, that's no problem with me. Like, we we grew up in an age where video games were first starting and graphics were bad by today's standards, and I, I, I'm not as bothered by bad graphics as uh, most people might be. I'm nice. not, I'm not a, like a... Like some people think that like if it's not HD, 4K, 20 million gold standard, like then it's not worth playing. Like no, it could a game's a game. If it's fun, it's fun. You yeah, know. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, man, if you were interested in playing this game, that would be fucking amazing. Is it more than two, or just is co-op like as high as it goes? I don't know. I've never actually looked into it. I just kind of assumed nobody would play with me. Yeah, I might give it a try. Fuck yeah. That reminds me though of like another like game with bad graphics but amazing gameplay. I there's this game with the stupidest name you can imagine. Did I ever tell you about Space Beast Terror Fright? No. <laughs> that is the name of the game. Space Beast Terror Fright. And I was I just was not going to play it because I'm just I'm just like that is the stupidest name I've ever fucking heard. That that has to be the the worst gameplay. It has to be so bad. I was finally convinced to play it, and it's a, it, you know, it's really bad graphics. It's made by like one guy, just like it's an indie thing, and it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in my life playing a game. I'm not even fucking shitting you. I fucking lost it because. It was it was like so fucking intense. It imagine like the alien movies kind of thing. Like you're on a spaceship trying to repair it and all this stuff, and there's like a aliens roaming around. And it was scary. I was legitimately scared because you can die so fucking quickly out of nowhere. Like I'm like just like a horror movie. Just like you know like you're you're searching and you're hearing the noises and you can't can't see anything. You're just like oh man. I hear it though, it's gotta be close. And then you turn around, there it is, two shots, you're fucking dead, and it, you're gone. You're just. <laughs> My favorite moment in that game though was uh, shit on your suit can get damaged as you. you so you, like, you could lose systems. And uh, there were a couple other people playing with us, and they were getting scared too, because this game, this game fucks with your head. Like, it was intense horror. And I just. This, this it's one of my my most favorite gameplay experience like this is it my probably my favorite gameplay ever was when me and this other guy we got separated from the main group of other people trying to repair the spaceship we were going down this hallway and uh i i forget what happened to him but like i think in one of the earlier battles like he lost some of the things on his hud like he lost his flashlight he was just like clinging to life but like he could still see where he was going 
and everything like that. But then the power somehow gets shut off, and it's pitch fucking black. And I can only see because I still have some systems. I still have, like, infrared, and I can see where I'm going. But he can't. And I'm like, I I just tell him, like, I got to go try to fix the power. Just stay where you are. And then, like, he... <laughs> I have never heard somebody have legitimate fear in their voice playing a video game like this, but he just screams like, don't leave me. <laughs> he just like, just the terror in his voice. Don't leave me. I lost it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I, I can't fucking believe it. And, and then like, I think I, I had to leave him though. I'm just like, I got to turn the power on. Like I'm, I could die too. And don't leave me. like, and then I'll leave, leave him. And then like something attacks him in the pitch darkness and he can't even see what's going on. And he just screams in like legitimate fear. It was so fucking horrible and hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. And there was one game where like, I was the last per like, like if you're dead, you're dead. You don't respond. So like, it's that that makes it even more intense so like i was like the last guy and i was like i had like my i was down to my like my last clip too and the game gets harder and harder the lo the longer it takes you to solve the level that was one of the other interesting things, things about it like it's like an infant infestation of aliens and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse it just keeps spawning more and more and more and like it was taking us so long and so many people died and it was just down to me and there was literally just like a, a leaner hallway. There was like one way for me to go. And I knew that if I charged in there, I was going to die unless I just like ran and sprayed and prayed. And then I, they, the, the, the people that died can still watch your camera, though. They can still see what you're doing. And then it's like, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. And they're like trying to help me come up with a different plan. But I'm knowing like the longer I take, the worse it's going to get. So I'm like, I just remember screaming like, I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm just charging in there, spraying and play, praying. And there's like a million fucking aliens swarming. It was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> that 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 game was so fucking intense, and it it wasn't the graphics that did it; it was the gameplay. And that was a long rant about Space Breeze Terror Fright, but like, man, like that game actually really got me. <laughs> it's on Steam. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Unfor yeah, so like that's unfortunately they they changed some things about it but it's it's still pretty fun it, it, it's kind of like a novelty i think kind of loses it's loses its flavor after a while but like if you haven't played it it's it's worth a play like just <laughs> <laughs> like back when uh me and cody were starting to talk again i i told them about it as well i'm just like dude i'm gonna buy you a game you're gonna play it don't don't worry about the name you're just going to log in. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And we're just going to fucking play. And then, like, I actually got him to do this. And <laughs> can you imagine Cody's reaction to a game like that? He oh, just, it must have been priceless. He, it was priceless. I wish I was recording or something. But, like, it was Cody. It was just pure Cody again. Just, just freaking out, screaming, losing his mind. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> oh, I miss that motherfucker. Oh, I miss that motherfucker, too. Like... He could, it didn't matter what game you were playing. You could play the worst game in the world, but if he was playing it with you, it was the fucking best experience. Yes. Hands <laughs> down. My God. I love I playing D&D with that dude. That was the greatest experience yeah. ever. He got so into it. He was the only one who functioned in that way. Nobody else thought about things the way he did. Like, he was 
probably the best role player there is or ever will be. Yeah. Like he could become the character. Like <laughs> he could think how they would think. It's nuts. I was impressed. Oh yeah, I was jealous. I wish, like the amount of fun he had when he was playing, and just he wasn't afraid to have the fun. You know, he just let himself go nuts. I know. How how rewarding is that to like let to give someone else that fun to like give Cody like a sandbox for him to play in, and like he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. Man, I missed that too. Like, yeah, any any kind of. I didn't have much role playing experience with him, but what little I did have was always phenomenal. Like he would always think outside the box. Like like I don't know if you were in on this one, but like I tried to DM uh like a D and D game with a huge group with like Tyler and all these other like Reese and, and Justin and all them. Um but like Cody was always thinking outside I there's this one scenario I'm thinking of that he committed a cr- he burned down the boat. It was the boat game. You didn't you didn't play the boat game, did you? I don't think so. Did I ever tell you about like how he burned down the boat? The first, so I planned that they're going to be pirates. I, I don't know if you heard this, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna describe it from the beginning again. I spent months planning this out. I'm just there was this really intricate like pirate campaign. Like they had I I developed backstories for all the crew members. I had ideas for places they could go, stories that could happen along the way. I made maps. I made huge fucking maps, and I was like, this is it. This this is gonna be real fun. What does Cody do? The first fucking game session, like within the first 10 minutes, I don't know what got into him. I must have said or did something, but uh, he had a he had a he had a reason for it. He was still playing his character the way he saw it. But the first thing he does is he casts some kind of fire magic and burns down the boat. <laughs> I was an idiot and I couldn't come up with like a way for them to like get another boat and continue on as I had planned. But like. I took that to mean like, huh? Maybe they don't want to be pirates. Maybe let's, uh, maybe let's do something else. And I had to come up with shit on the fly. But honestly, <laughs> though, sometimes the shit you have to come up with on the fly is better. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god! What eventually happened though was Cody was a criminal. I don't know what he was doing. I can't remember the details exactly, but like he did something wrong and got caught. He got arrested. And the society that they were in, though was kind of primitive and barbaric and so like they didn't just execute you or keep you in prison they put you in gladiator games i don't know why i came up with that but i did anyway that's just how they did it it's just like he's he's now a gladiator but like he's not a fighter cody loves to make characters that are weird and are have all these amazing flaws and i'm so happy he does that <laughs> he, he couldn't fight so if he tries to be a gladiator he's going to die he's going to lose but like <laughs> Some I don't understand how he did it. I, I wish I could remember the details more. I only have vague ideas now, but like somehow he convinces somebody else to take his place and fight for him. And like <laughs> he got awesome. out of it somehow. And but like and then like he's watching the fight. I think he like made some kind of promise to the dude, or like the guy was gonna like gonna get something from him in the end, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he promised the dude. But what ends up happening though is he gets the, the it. I make it the worst, and I'm the one that's DMing this. I don't know what came over me, but I had the guy get decapitated. Like, it's a brutal fucking death. And then Cody, Cody's jaw just drops, and he's like, that could have been me. <laughs> just the guy fucking just, oh, my God. It was a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal moment. I loved it. <laughs> just, whew, thank God that wasn't me in there. 
<laughs> Thank God that wasn't me. I kind of wish that I that that was kind of like a I wasn't fully developed yet, so like I wasn't really good at what I was trying to do. I was I was not a very good DM, but I was growing and learning, and I wish I handled a lot of those things better. Cause I but people seem to have fun anyway with it somehow. I feel like I fucked up a lot, but everyone feels that way. I feel that way about the yeah. games I started out DMing. Yeah. And when I was a player, I was an asshole when I was a player. Like, yeah. I didn't... I wish I wasn't. Like, looking back on pretty much everything I've done as a player, I was like, fuck, I was a dick. I think I think it's like a feedback loop where, like, the, or the first time you try to DM, you're kind of harsh, and the first time you roleplay, you're kind of harsh. And so both elements, if you're both starting out, you're both kind of harsh to each other, and it just kind of, like, you know, it's like oil on the fire. So I think that that had something to do with it, because, like, if the DM's kind of being what you perceive to be mean... You want to be be mean back, <laughs> so I think it's like it's understandable. But like, once you grow and learn and understand things better, you mellow out and you really figure. It, and I think we're finally at that point where like we figured it out. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we're at like the golden age of role playing right now. But Joe's busy and yeah, you're in uh, Washington. Yeah, so Joe's busy. <laughs> uh, our our group has really diminished in size. I'm in a different place. Cody is dead to us. Like what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. we if we had a campaign with the original group right now, with the what, with our skills now, that'd be fucking just legendary. The potential, <clears throat> like just like including Justin and Reese, because Justin was one of those weirdos that made crazy fucking characters. Reese was, and then just him with his little rivalry with his brother. I, I always loved to see them fight. It was fun. Like, the <laughs> oh my god, I miss, I miss those fucks. Yeah. That was a, I mean, it was a dynamic that you really wish they would just get the fuck over sometimes and just get along, because... Hey, sometimes it was just friendly bickering. Sometimes it went too it far. It started but never out really... as friendly bickering, but it always ended up with them just being douchebags to each other. Mainly Reese. Just yeah, trying to catch Justin in a weird, like, feedback loop of the crazy shit he's talking about. It's like, just <laughs> let him be crazy, alright? He's not hurting anyone. The stories he's telling are interesting. Just let him be nuts. Yeah, they had to always be contradictory. I think, like you said, Justin was always more like willing to, you know, be open-minded about it. He's like, oh, well, well uh, maybe. You know, but Reese was always like, this is the way. Yeah, like the fire in the cave thing. That's what started that whole thing, was those two arguing about starting a fire in a cave. Like, no, all the oxygen's going to get sucked I, out and everyone's going to die. I love my argument with him when he was trying to tell me Pluto was not a planet. I, I, I'd... Fire in a cave, man? Like, come on, you're going to fire such a, cave? a massive argument. Such a massive argument. <laughs> I was just letting it go too. I was letting you guys role play it out. Like, just like fuck. <laughs> I think it was Joe who just like started the fire in the cave. He's like, "Do we die?" I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Stop it. If we if we did like a role playing game again, now that now that you've seen the kind of world that I've set up, how interested would you be of of like a DM, like me DMing my world, like just Fuck out of curiosity? Yes. Fuck yes. 
because I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I only did it once successfully, but I had a lot of fun with it. The other players had a lot of fun with it. And now, now you know the black blood kind of uh, thing that I'm doing with my world. And it, I like it. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. I would not want you to take, you know, time and effort you sh you would be spending on your book to create the world for that, though. Because, you know, the book is the number one priority. And I feel like you would get super into a role-playing game in that world, especially with really excited people who want to play in it. <laughs> it, 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 may, it may sound like it would be a distraction, but it's a source of motivation like and, and inspiration. Like, a lot of the current ideas I have for how to fix things that I saw as problems in my book came from those role-playing experiences that I did with my world. Believe it or not, it's actually a benefit to me to do that. It's, it's, not, it's not like a waste of time because the time I do allocate to trying to work and fix my book is more productive. It's less time of me wondering how to fix things and, and me now knowing what works and what doesn't. And uh, so I, you know, a lot of the things like, for example, the um, the wards, the anti-demonic wards, and what I, what I want to do with those, and uh, some of the situations that I came up with, man, the the, the role-playing se session that I was able to do, man, I, I, it, it, it helped me so much. I mean, I'd I kinda, be down. I see, I'm sure she'd be down. Joe's yeah. too busy, obviously. Yeah. But if you're cool with doing just me and her, I'm down. Like, I, I think I... Uh, and all, so it was a combination of things. Like, so it was that game that we did. And then also when you were telling me to do more with the black blood that Mazelda burns, I have thought a lot about it. And I now have a really good idea of where to take that. And I'm glad that you said that, said for me to think of a way to make that more interesting because it, it solved a huge, so it started as a little thing, but then it just grows. And now I feel like the last half of my book is significantly better than it would have been if I didn't come up with, well, if you didn't inspire me to come up with a better better way to take that plot. Fuck yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil you. I'm going to see how you react to it uh, legitimately, but I think you'll be happy with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and you'll know that this was this was thanks to you. I really appreciate that, man. <laughs> Good. I can tell Vicey she was wrong. <laughs> She's like, no, it's, leave the blood the way it is. It makes perfect sense. And like, I feel like there's something that could be done with it. No, it's fine. Like, I mean, the thing is though, there both ways work and both ways are right. That's that, see, that's the hardest thing about writing is deciding what is the what is. You can only choose one thing. That's the that's the problem with it. I, you know, you gotta come to a decision. And both of the options, maybe not just both, maybe three or four different options, could all work in their own way very beautifully. But you have to pick a favorite. You have to pick you know. the one that's going to be it. And I've struggled with that my whole life, trying to be an author. Just, uh, I'm just always so excited to talk about my book. I can, If you don't stop me, I'll rant about it forever. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. I don't mind a bit. Yeah. I like it. I'm happy that you're excited about it. Yeah. I'm happy you, you're excited about it, too. Fuck yeah. Makes me feel good. And if I do see Joe this weekend, I will ask him what he thinks about the audiobook, or if he's had a chance to look at it or not. That's awesome. I have planned out with the, like, I've set all the um, 
the notes. Every chapter is now planned out with the new way I'm going to take each chapter. That's all done. I just need to actually make those changes now. And, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Would you say the time frame on uh, the next, like, few chapters is? I've been going slow again, unfortunately, because work has had me stressed out. But now that it's the weekend, I'm going to try to get back into the productive mode and try to get... uh, I'm going to see how far I can get this weekend and maybe make a better assessment from there. But if I'm lucky, I can get at least one chapter, maybe two. And the next... The second part is going to be uh, six chapters. Nice. Nice. I'm excited, my man. Yeah. And I'm still I'm still in the spot where the chapters are mostly going to stay the same. It's mo- it's always been the ending that I've struggled with. So, like, it's going to be just, like, tweaks. So I think it should go quick, I hope. Hell yeah. I'm sure it will be. Once you get into the flow of everything, I'm sure it'll just kind of go. Yeah. What about you, man? How's your... What's your plan? Like, you gonna... <laughs> I don't have a plan. I'm just doing what I can right now. Uh, there's a guy at the end of the month who I feel pretty confident is gonna have me sell his current house and buy a new one because he's switching jobs. He's a buddy of mine from Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, outside of that, I don't have any current prospects. There's a... Actually, I do have one. That's a couple that's moving here in July that I heard about through uh, Homes for Heroes. they That's a good potential sale there. But there's pretty much no way that I will get a paycheck this month. <laughs> so next month, uh, if I start the process, I'll probably not get a paycheck in April either, if I'm being realistic. But Ooh, in May... Oh boy, that sounds bad. <clears throat> I mean, that's just the way it is. Sometimes you have a month where you got two, three paychecks, and then you have a month or two where you don't have any. So, I mean, it's just it's what the business is. I'm prepared for it. That's why I put so much money aside in that CLM stock, because, I mean, I'll get five, six hundred bucks a month from that, which won't be enough to pay all the bills. But, you know, with the mini painting supplemental income, I mean, I'll probably have to pull out some of those dividends, but I won't... I will do my absolute best not to touch any of the actual savings amount. So that's why I've been yeah, painting a bit more. The dividend stuff? Yeah. Like, I'll touch the dividends, but I will try not to touch the savings. Yeah, it sounds like a solid plan. <clears throat> and then uh, right around July, when all the. when that mercenary faction drops for Star Wars Legion, I will spend all of my money on that. Excited about that? Oh, man. Can't fucking wait. I, I just hope that they produce a lot of stuff for that new faction. Me too. Because I want to make, I want to make the uh, the Black Suns. I want to make Prince Zizor, the Black Suns, and play Shadows of the Empire. Hell yeah. You and me are gonna be playing the same army. Roderick Zomboy. Yeah, they had a, they have different modes. I mean, they all are basically the same, but you start out with different shit. And I was playing on their just regular apocalyptic thing, and I was like, I'm dying so fast and so often that I'm not learning anything, so I had to switch it to their, like, easiest mode. <laughs> I'm like, I'll figure <laughs> shit out in this mode, and then I'll take it to a real game. Yeah, we could uh, mess around in this for a little bit, and uh, I might have to jump off uh, in the middle of it, though, because uh, I'm the host of another big uh, multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. You down, I'm down, homie. 
I will end the recording of episode eight or nine. Oh, oh you were still recording. <laughs> it's all right. A lot of this will get cut out. But I think, I think probably most of it. <laughs> it's going to be a oh, ten-word episode. Hi. It's good to be back. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> it's all right. I'm okay with that. Uh, anyway, episode uh, either nine or ten, depending on if we can recover the last one or not. Uh, links, links for the Only Important to Us podcast. So we are on Twitch, we are on Rumble. Just look up Only Important to Us podcast, and we should come up. Uh, only other thing I would say, if you want to contact me about real estate in the Dayton area, or if you need a recommendation for a real estate agent in another area, I'm happy to help you out with that. Get a hold of us at our email address, Only Important to Us at Yahoo.com. That would be the best way to get in touch with us. We do have an Instagram and a Facebook, but I don't update it, so that's probably not a good place to go. Only important to us at yahoo.com. If you want more information on Chris's book, it is coming out in the future. When we have it, we will give it to you. Stay tuned for further episodes. Thank you.